Hello, I'm the U.S. Constitution, and I'm over 200 years old, but I'm feeling fine. I wish I could say the same for my crazy cousin, Bill O. Wright. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> Lisa, that's not funny. You believe in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> I don't know whether it's the lack of sleep, the sodium pentothal, or that it's the only cartoon I've seen in two months. But this is what I believe in now. Homer, we've got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, next commercial. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review an episode that when people discuss the worst episodes in the history of The Simpsons, this one always makes the top three. And I'm going dis- wow. to disagree with that because, and I'm going to tell you why in a few moments. It's Bart Mangle Banner. I'm Dando. I am Guy. Uh, top three? Certainly not. Top five? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Dando and I were talking off Mike, as we are wont to do before we begin an episode, catching up, saying, how do you do? All this kind of business. And uh, I said, look, not a lot to this episode. And at which point Dando looked at me and said, I don't even know who you are anymore. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't do that. But this was an odd one. (laughs) What? What's going on here? This was another one of those episodes that absolutely has no direction. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. It really was. This really yeah. felt like a bunch of stuff was thrown at the wall, and not not even a bu- not even a bunch of stuff from the same barrel. It's like they went to all different rooms, and hmm, here's something up to throw at the wall. Well, this was <laughs> kill the alligator and run 2.0. You know when they go spring break and they end up killing mm. the crocodile, and there's a bunch of shit and fucking kid rocks in it. The same one. Remember the one where they um they think that they think they've murdered the old woman, and it's just like yes. a bunch of crazy crap just keeps happening, just spirals out of control, <laughs> and by the end it's like. They don't even know where they're going anymore, so they just try to wrap it up really quickly. This episode here, what I will say, and with those episodes as well, people hate them and they ridicule them and they say that they're the worst form of The Simpsons. I disagree on the point that I hate episodes like Codependence Day, where they try to say, oh, this episode's got some substance in heart, and, and, and Homer does something that's completely reprehensible and then Marge just forgives him at the end, right? That's the worst kind of Simpsons to me. This one here never at any point shies away from saying, this is just going to be a fucking crazy roller coaster ride, strap yourself in. That's where I've got to disagree with you, Dan, because it felt to me like this episode thought it had a bit of substance to it. This feels very much a post-September 11, 2001 kind of episode where it felt like everybody, in the entertainment sphere certainly, and comedians even, and maybe even particularly comedians, thought that they had to say something about the way things are right now. There was a great, I think I've talked about this doco that I watched on Australian television station, SBS, uh, about sort of political comedy post 9-11. And, um, you know, Jon Stewart on The Daily Show became you know, a bit of an unofficial American hero. Because like, he built a brand around it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> He's using comedy to, tell, to talk about politics. These are... <laughs> um, not too great taste to taste great together, but it's like, oh, it's the spoonful of sugar that's making the medicine go down. I think, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if the rise of Stuart and The Daily Show was around this time or before this time or whenever, but it feels like The Simpsons is sort of jumping on the bandwagon here with this episode. It's like, we should probably say something about, you know, the rise of ultra-patriotism and, you know, you America, you better love or leave it, that kind of business. And it felt to me when I was sort of stripping away a lot of the, as you said, the crazy crap on this one, you boil it right down to like someone makes an honest mistake or someone is maybe just a little indiscreet or insensitive in the way they phrase something. And all of a sudden, everyone's jumping on them, uh, jumping on the bandwagon and saying, well, these people are clearly the worst people in the world. Uh, And it spirals out of control from there. You could compare it now to somebody, though. They go to a party and say, I don't believe in the vaccine. Yeah, very much so, yeah. And yeah, people I mean, will jump all over and say, I don't want to go near that person anymore. And, and If someone doesn't want to get vaccinated, that's their decision, right? I'm not going to judge them for it. But it's very much similar to this. You put down America, the majority will jump down your throat. You go into a party now and say, I don't believe in the vaccine, the majority will jump down your throat. 
Well, this is its almost an early version of what we call cancel culture a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It struck me that there was a good idea at the core of this, and it could have been done in the quote-unquote classic Simpsons fashion. You know, the Simpsons is your typical American family, uh, generally good at heart, uh, but also prone to the old boneheaded gaff, or something, or even someone like Marge when they're on the uh, when they're on the talk show. It's kind of like, well, this is just getting ridiculous, and you know, and I'm going to tell it like it is. You know, I'm going to give you a bit of straight talk, and everyone's like, <gasps> so, and from there, you know, the Simpsons become the most hated family in Springfield. Springfield becomes the most hated uh, town in America. All that kind of business. I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking all this in the space of 25 minutes or whatever over the course of the episode. I'm not saying I have all the answers. Not this time anyway. But um, it's like, if, I think if you just took that good core idea, built it around what we generally know and love around The Simpsons, I think you could have a, a pretty smart and funny episode that was both truthful to the, uh, the tone of the show, the way people really love it, and also saying something about the the state of the world or the state of America as it was in 2000 and whenever, I want to say four? This was 2004, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's, I'm Guy Davis and that's my two cents. See, I enjoyed the absurdity of this episode until they got to the prison and I just went, ah, like as soon as those people burst through the windows in the church, I was like, what's going on here? And then it just, they're locked up with the Dixie Chicks and Alma and I'm like, ah, this has just lost its way now. Yeah, yeah, that's very much, this is pre-Twitter, but it's like, you grab the trending topics off Twitter. It's like, oh, nobody likes the Dixie Chicks right now. Or the Chicks, as they're currently known. They mm. renounced the Dixie part. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and who, who else did they have in there? Alma went know. to the wrong fundraiser. Yeah, Michael yeah. Moore in there. Michael Moore. See, Michael Moore and the, and the Chicks, it's like, okay, well, they're obvious. And, oh, let's throw in Elmo. No one's going to expect Elmo. And let's throw in Bill Clinton because we don't like Bill Clinton. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's where I went, okay, that, you've lost me. That's very, yeah. I, we're very similar in that regard, Dan, because, yeah, that point was like, okay, yeah, I get you. And then, I, I, get, it, it, I get you. I don't like it. I yeah. see where you're going, but... That, that's where, to me, it just got a bit... Like, I, I didn't mind the patriotism attack there, but I just mm. it got to a point where I was like, it's just, it feels t- too much now. And I just thought the last 90 seconds to two minutes felt like a real waste of TV time where they were swimming, they get picked up by the French ship, mm. they go to France... Then it's just them sitting around a table saying, oh, I love all the food here, blah, 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 but I miss America. Let's go back to America. And I was like, well, what yeah. was the whole point of going, well, I don't understand what the point of any of this was, you know? I guess you could say maybe it's the fact that people who say they hate America, when they go away, they realize how good they actually have it in America. Is that what he's trying to go for there, maybe? Quite possibly, yeah. Because quite mean, often you get celebrities saying, oh, if, you know, if Trump's elected, I'm out of here. And then I'm moving to Canada. F- yeah, five years later, do. they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, what was it? The I think the front man from Green Day, Billy Joe, was saying, you know, post Roe v. Wade, the reversal of Roe v. Uh, Roe v. Wade, he was like, well, that's it. I'm renouncing my American citizenship, moving to, moving to England or something like that. And if he does it, great. Don't know if he will. But uh, I think around this time, around 2004, there was a bit of backlash against France. I mean, maybe France wasn't as gung-ho about the rest of um, the quote-unquote free world about, you know, fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan or anything like that. They thought, it's a bit ridiculous. At which point, you really virulent uh, American types, and sorry, I don't mean to tar everyone with the same brush, but, you know, you're very rah-rah Americans who are like, well, we're not going to call them French fries anymore. We're going to call them freedom fries. <laughs> that, well, that was an actual thing. I can imagine <laughs> it being a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Using France as a bit of a, oh, we don't like America either. Come stay with us. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. And France does have a lot of good things going for it. You can, you know, <laughs> you can be a big fat fuck and it's like, oh, no, you're just a guy who loves life. Hey, if you like uh, the smell of urine, go to the subway. <laughs> Reeks down there. <laughs> oh, le metro. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the whole ending, though, and... I don't know if it was like a play on Godfather Part Two, where you know they're all on the ship and they're coming into yeah. um, coming into Ellis Island, all that. It felt a bit like that. It's like this ending, yeah, just felt so rushed and in- inconclusive. And what's all? I, was, I wasn't looking at my watch at this stage, but it's like, okay, well, what are you doing after this bit? 
Oh, yeah, that's well, that's the end. You're putting up Al Jean's name. It's the end of the episode. <laughs> now, admittedly, they did close out with uh, a very cool Neil Diamond song. Oh, yeah, and they used um, One Way or Another as well with Blondie. So, great they soundtrack did. to The Simpsons in Season 15. I reckon Season 15's had a banger of a soundtrack. It really has. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we'd revisit the episodes all that much. Actually, no, we say that, but we've had a lot of good episodes yeah. this season. But we'd certainly buy the soundtrack album. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I wouldn't revisit this episode. I actually enjoyed the first act quite a bit. I know that it became just pointless by the time the story started. I mean, did mm. Bart even really need to be deaf to do that? It just seemed to, like, why does him being deaf play? It just yeah. seemed silly. The note that I've made <laughs> when it comes to the inciting incident about the, the mooning of the flag, yeah. I've written down... Well, that was a bit contrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? I was like, it, you did all that to get to this? <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't mind the opening act. And getting back to the vaccine scenario, it actually mm. plays in well to 2022 and 2021 with Bart not wanting to get a vaccine. Gets yeah. an immediate response to the vaccine, a reaction to it. I suppose now is the time we should uh, talk about the um, uh, side effects <laughs> after he's had the vaccine. <laughs> but I actually... It, and I know they did a, an episode this season where they had a a deaf character, a hearing impaired character on the show, mm. an actor who was hearing impaired. I would have liked if this played into a story where Bart lost his hearing and he then learns what we call Auslan, so American yeah. Sign Language. And ASL. Becomes, they, and yeah. that, this could have been the perfect time to do it back in 2004 and have that be the story. Also, yeah, and also, I mean, great from an inclusivity point of view, also pretty good from a stylistic point of view. I mean, you have an episode that's based that is basically silent. Yeah, and have subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to have subtitles. I mean, spend a bit of time on it and try to tell it all through visual storytelling. That, yeah, no, I think that, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah um, one of my favourite shows that we've talked about uh, on this podcast, Only Murders in the Building. When they in their first season, they had an episode uh, strict, well, yeah, not solely right. from the point of view of a of a, a deaf character, a hearing impaired character, but. Uh, and I think the episode didn't have one spoken word of uh, line of dialogue, or if it did, it was sort of um, minimal. If it did, yeah, minimal. If it did, yeah. So I think it would have been fun and interesting for the Simpsons to maybe do that, but that's not what we got. We got Bart Mandel Banner. Not all of it's bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, people who were saying worst episode ever, top three worst episodes ever, maybe haven't watched <laughs> all, all the episodes of the Simpsons. Hey, my favorite. What were your favourite moments from Bart Mangled Banner? <laughs> there weren't that many, but there were some. Uh, and it, I did like Homer making one of his trademark insensitive jokes and it was something about... Pasta ketchup? Oh, no, it was I'll, something about hearing and then he said, unlike you! Yeah, it was the same time, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible, but it's also kind of funny. I, uh, and, I, oh, and one other thing. Uh, when uh, the inoculations were happening, when the vaccinations were happening, <laughs> Dr. Hibbert's like, look out the window, I'll take your mind off it. And it's a kid's cemetery. <laughs> I um, I like. I know you pointed it out before and you said you didn't like it. I actually liked when they went on the on the Fox News or the cable news show. I liked the host. Oh, no, I liked that. I, mean, I thought that was actually good. But, uh... Uh, but and, and you're saying how Marge told, spoke the truth. I think it was more a case of they were shocked because... It was more just putting your foot in your mouth. She didn't mean to say she hates America. Mm. It was just the what she, the way she said it. It came out wrong, and that's why everyone was like, oh, I, "I like that." Everyone was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think she actually said it was very accurate. It's like when when a place is represented, or yeah, when a place is represented by people like you, you know, when you're the impression that people have. Yeah. Of America or Australia or whatever. That's when it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked when they called Homer. Appear on your TV show. Tell our side of the story. <laughs> You'll see us there. Goodbye. <laughs> Dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I, I just liked the overall absurdity up until the point where they had to go to the prison. I was like, ah, it's getting a bit a bit too far-fetched and too too blatant by that point. Yeah, look, they've probably they probably had episodes in the past and maybe even beyond this one where, you know, The Simpsons became the most hated family in town or something like, oh, they've done something to offend uh, the Simpsons offend mo- people. The Simpsons movie was that, but that wasn't at this point it yet. Yeah, yeah. Essentially was, or to make us look bad. It reminded me of Homer Badman where he takes the gummy Venus off the person and everyone's just drilling Homer for being a sexual deviant, yeah. Yeah, so, but when you 
you've got the Simpsons and they're disliked by Springfield. But then when you've got Springfield disliked by America, on the, and then, you know, the greater powers have to charge in and sort of make throw their weight about. It's like, now we're going to throw you in secret prison or something. It's, like, it's, it's just a bit much. It's just, it's, it's just, as I said, it's just too in my face now. Just let, tone it down. Tone this down. Yeah, yeah. That's what the Simpsons were so good at in the golden era was having a politically charged episode but not being so yeah. over the top. And using Springfield as a microcosm of America. Yeah. it's got Springfield's got enough in it that... Yeah, you can do that. It's like, okay, well, Quimby represents uh, um, crooked politics and Krusty represents uh, brain-dead entertainment. I don't know. uh, Hibbert represents Big Pharma, all that kind of stuff. You don't need necessarily need to bring in other people beyond that. I mean, of course you can, and sometimes it works very, very well. But, uh, yeah, all of a sudden you've got... The government. Yeah, the actual government coming in. It's like, eh, you've you've whacked a third layer of paint on this and it didn't need it. No, no, it looks fine just as it was, yeah. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> that's my shoddy, ha- my shoddy housekeeping right there. No, that's good enough. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia, but of course, before we get into it, it's time to read out the $20 patrons. Woo! Kicking off this week with, hmm, who shall I kick off with this week? I'm going to kick off with... Mark Boston Burgess. Christopher You're shaking Tr- it up. He's yeah. usually near the end. Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zerr, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Grandskipper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you guys for being $20 patrons of Four Finger Discount. And shout outs to our newest members of the family Daniel Mitchell, David Ross, Bradley Andrew, Anthony DeBrul, Greg Delaney, and Jake McFarlane. Oh, come here, your legend's going to give you a big hug. One big giant cuddle. Four Finger mm. Discount cuddle. <laughs> Dando, put your pants back on. Uh, you, can't, you can't cuddle with your pants off. All right, it is now time for some Bart Mangle Banner trivia. My first question is, okay. what year was the boiler explosion that made Willie deaf? Oh, well, that would be 19-something. year I was born. 1988. Correct. <gasps> yeah, I got it! <laughs> That's because what, that's what, what system did you use to work that out? Because you, you, you don't know how old I am, do you? Um, you're, let me do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was the, I knew it was the eighties. I knew it was the late eighties. Yep. Um, so my system was luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your first question? My first question to you is what kind of kitten does Lisa want? Uh, calico or something? Calico. Calico. Yes. I what, what does that mean? Calico. Oh, sort of like a, it's a ni- that nice... Tan Caramel color. and white colour. Tan yeah. and white. Yeah. Yes. My next question is, what is the name of Principal Skinner's donkey? Oh, damn it. I knew you were going to ask this, and of course good, good, I didn't write good it down. For pumpkin. Ah, uh, pumpkin's fucking. Uh, pancakes. Good for pancakes. Maple. Nope. No, so you don't put it as a type of pancake. Oh, flapjack. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Crepe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Butter. Butternut? Butter. Butter. Hot. Butter. Oh, buttermilk. Buttermilk. Oh, never heard of buttermilk pancakes? Of course I have. Now that you you say it like that, yes. Hello, I'm confidently throwing out the flapjack. Crepes. What a fucking idiot. Um, Okay, then. Uh, If you want to reach Dr. Hibbert, uh, take to whatever and call me in the what? Bahamas, was it? Caribbean? Bahamas? Yeah. Bahamas. Bahamas. I thought you said the hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Call me in the hummus. My final question is, Charlotte's former name, the city of Charlotte, what was? What, what did it oh, used to be called? It was, wasn't it, was it Hitler Town? Hitler City. Yeah. Hitler City. Yeah, that's right. Um, I have two questions mm-hmm. for you, if you'd like them. What is the, na- the name of the host of Headbutt? What, oh, that's that TV show. Uh, no mm-hmm. idea. Oh, ra- it's like Race, someone? Is it, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> It's Nash Castle. Nash Castle. Okay. Nowhere near. Your next question. Nowhere near. <laughs> but my last question for you. Uh, what is the very patriotic tinned dish that Marge uh, is buying from the Quickie Mart? Oh, she does say something. I'm not sure whether it's this one, though. It was 
Uh, something in Uncle Sam's balls. That's correct. Uh, it's Homeland Noodles, Homeland noodles. and Uncle's and Uncle Sam balls. Yes, Uncle Sam balls. I had Sam's balls. I wrote it in my note, and I was like, "I'm too." Mm. <laughs> I was like, "That'd be funnier." All right, so that is trivia <laughs> for Bart Mangle Banner. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. Good news, everyone! Everyone's favorite podcast from the year three thousand has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Bart Mangle Banner was May 16th, 2004. It was written by John Frink, directed by Stephen D. Moore, and the couch gag is where the couch is replaced by a giant microwave. Someone puts a tray inside, pushes, a bu- pushes the button, and the Simpsons rise from the tray as it cooks. The episode kicks off Mr. Davis with the kids being driven by Homer and Marge. And this scene here is very relatable to me. When you're trying to convince kids to do something, <laughs> you, you throw kittens at them and you buy them lollies and you buy them ice cream. And they think it's the greatest day of all. You know, They've they got new kittens and blah, blah, blah. And then they realise, wait a minute, something's they're, not right here. They're getting suckered. They're getting suckered in. It's go time, as Homer says. And they arrive. Now... Dr. Hibbert, from, to my knowledge, has always been at the Springfield Hospital. But mm. here he was at a the medical Hel- centre. The Hellman Medical Centre? Hellman Avenue Medical Plaza. Yeah, and That's I was right. like, oh, has he left the hospital? It was a bit odd. I don't know. Anyway. Or, or have the... Um, has John Frank and the writers of The Simpsons uh, simply sacrificed continuity for the sake of a one-liner? I was about to say, sounds like The Simpsons season 15, doesn't it? <laughs> you be the judge! <laughs> no, continuity out the window for the sake of one joke. <laughs> Uno joke. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't even that funny. <laughs> Bart uses the hobo skeleton here for karate when Hibbert's trying to, um, to give him the... Injection is it injection or immunization? What would you say? Immunization, both the same thing, I guess. Well, there's all manner of terms you could use here because they uh, later throw in the line "see you later" inoculator, which yeah, yeah, true. I, I thought wasn't unfunny. Mm. Uh, I am inclined to say just injection because uh, I'm not a doctor, and <laughs> unless you've been lying to me a little while, Dando, you're not one either. No. So, and inoculations could be different from immunizations, could be different from vaccinations. I'm I'm sure we have some learned or learned individual out there who would say, uh, actually, no, an immunization is different to a vaccination in years way. And I would stop listening after five seconds. Children, you should be grateful you live in a country where childhood diseases have been practically... That hobo skeleton is not a toy. I remember using this quote a lot, the karate. I just remember when I just walking up and just going, karate. <laughs> was, it, was it Austin Powers who would, you know, karate chop? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I just remember this, this, this delivery of the karate, karate just stuck with me for a while. And using the, the, uh, the hobo skeleton. Then as, no, true to Lisa, only babies and ex-junkies are afraid of needles. Stick it to me, chuckles. And she cries <laughs> straight away. I want a wobby pop. I'm like, this is literally like, this is going to be Elliot. See, I have this fear. We have to get Elliot his vaccinations, his immunizations, his injections, whatever you want to call it, yeah. very soon. And I, we're, t- we're tossing up, do we just take him there and try and distract him whilst it happens? Because he's one of those kids where he likes to know what's going on. He likes to mm. plan ahead. Like, we're going somewhere. He likes to know when we're going, what's going to happen there, blah, blah. He likes to have a good understanding of what's coming up. If we just take him to the doctors, which he already hates, and then go, by the way, here's a fucking needle, I don't know how that's going to go. I think you just say, well, dude, you got to get some medicine to, uh, you know, stop you from feeling bad or, you know, as a guard against feeling bad. I mean, has he had needles before or is this his first uh, first? Oh, he had them when he was like two, maybe. I don't okay, know. then, you know, he probably doesn't necessarily, he may not even associate needles with any kind of pain yet. And also, I mean, most medical professionals are actually pretty good with them and they'll just sort of slide it in, take, you know, do their thing, take it out. He um he has to get th- he has to get three though. <laughs> okay then. Well that yeah okay after the first one well you're fucked. I got no, I got, I got, I got no advice for you. Um, other, other than just sort of waving lollipops and dinosaurs in front of him saying yeah, you get one of these afterwards. Yeah maybe I don't know we'll see how we go but I'm a little bit scared I'm not going to lie. Well that just leaves Bart. Don't forget Maggie. Oh I got her when your heads were turned. Got her good. Now Bart just look out the window. It'll take your mind off the pain. 
And when you're done, I've got more lollies. No, thanks. I already helped myself. <laughs> See you later, inoculator. You can run, but nobody escapes the needle. Darlene, cancel all my appointments. But I need that kidney now. Then we get the the medley with one way or another, just the various scenes. Now they take off. Um, it was, by the way, it was Deborah Harry's seventy seventh birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Deborah! And just recently, um, still looks. I'm sorry, no, not a day over fifty. Hottest woman alive. <laughs> <laughs> hottest woman barely alive. No, no, that's an awful thing to say. Uh, I've I've had a major crush on Debbie Debbie Harry uh, since well, before I. She made me one of the first ladies. Like, hmm, that's a lady, is it? Hmm, I've got feelings. Were you Farrah Fawcett? I was very Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, I can, I can, I can envision you having a Farrah Fawcett poster on you all. I was Farrah Fawcett, Blondie, and Kate Bush. So I'm assuming you like Stranger Things season four then. I have. I have not watched all of it yet. I've not watched and, the last, the new two episodes. The mega episode. Yeah, yeah, with like feature length films. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. Oh, not even not feature length, bloody Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, but, we're now returning you to Bart Mangled Banner, already in progress. Yeah, so then, yeah, so it's a various takeoff. So he's in the locker at school. Then we get the, the plane scene, which is a takeoff north by northwest, which have already taken off in um, the one where Marge's dad is the flight attendant. Mm, so yes. they've already done but, it before. But a classic is always worth uh, paying tribute to. Yes, and he's on the teacups ride, and he accidentally gives the needle to Dredrick Tatum who gives him a big punch and says, black on black, violence must end. And then a second one, because that was Dr. King. Yeah. I'm sorry. i got to take umbrage. Yeah. Dr. King was not killed with black on black violence. Martin Luther King was actually killed by a white dude, and possibly the FBI. But um, if you want to make a good joke about this, say that, say that was for Malcolm X. He was killed by black guys. Bart's got really long toenails. He's saying, don't worry about it. People can't get me to do anything around here. And it turns out it's actually Barney in a mask, very much like, well, I guess you could say, Mission Impossible. It's very Mission Impossible, those masks. Yeah. yeah. And Hibbert then steps out from a tree. And this was the point for me where I sort of looked at it and went, okay, this episode is just a wacky cartoon because he's yeah. behind that really thin tree and he steps out from behind it. I was like, okay, mm. it's one of those episodes. All right, no worries. I'm, I'm prepared for it now. He gives him the injection and then he sees Mo. says, Mo, you're not going to be needed anymore. But unfortunately, he's been enjoying himself too much as Dr. Hibbert and now Dr. Hibbert is no longer welcome at the library. What do you what reckon do you Mo did? did? Yeah, I was asking that. What do you think he did at the library? Mm. Um Made use of the <laughs> made use of the free internet in ways that you shouldn't do in public. It's something to do with pants not being on. I reckon. Yes, it's, it's a no. It's a it's a mono pants. <laughs> Bart then loses his hearing immediately. Gets some swelling. So now's a good time to talk about the side effects. They should clear up in a day if they don't. Call me in the Bahamas. And it gives him this pen to keep him occupied so he can communicate. Gets home to try it out, and he signs the malpractice waiver, and he runs away. I thought Hibbert was portrayed really mean in this. It's it's not a good. Uh... Not a good advertisement for the medical uh, practitioner. No. no. So it used to be Hibbert in the earlier years. I know, obviously, it's a different show now. But it used to be Hibbert was the one that was going, the giving the good advice and going, no, you're a bumbling fool. Take my judgment. I, I, I'm here to help. <laughs> now he's like, I don't even take, I don't even know whether the side effects. Here, sign this malpractice waiver. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to run away like a supervillain now. It sort of talks about, you know, a, a gradual shift in the public... Uh, perception of a lot of things and a growing sense of cynicism you know, the more it's like oh man i mean i know doctors can <laughs> will usually do right by us a lot of the time but there's a lot who are just pushing pills on us that we don't need because they got pills pushed on them by you know various pharmaceutical reps and all that kind of stuff there was a growing cynicism as we entered the 21st century homer then tries getting bart to hear him with popping bags behind him and doing the air horn and things like that and the bullies try to take his wallet. But unfortunately, because he can't hear them, he's just standing his ground. <gasps> he's realized that bullies deep down are just cowards. Yes. We're undone. <laughs> run away. <laughs> Willie's also deaf. I feel like now they just don't know what to do with Willie anymore. I'm, time for a controversial opinion. Willie's not funny. I don't find Willie funny. I used, to, I used to find him funny. I don't find modern day, when I say modern day, I mean current Willie that we were mm. reviewing. I don't find him funny at all. No, not funny. Not to me. But, listeners, you may feel differently. So. You so you've never found him funny, do you mean? Oh, he's, he's way, way down the list of like characters that I would uh, like to have around. Or... What about Bonjour, your cheese-eating surrender monkeys? Eh, even that. The shitting? Shitting's all right. The yeah. I was wrestling wolves when you're at your mother's teat? 
Grease me up, woman. Grease me up, woman is probably it. That's probably his high point for mine. Make way for Willie. My retirement grease. Wow, you've got a lot of <laughs> you've got a lot of Willie on hand. If you know what I'm talking I about, I do like my Willie. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like getting it out and just yeah. you know letting everybody know it's there, <laughs> reminding everybody of Willie's greatest moments. <laughs> I just feel they've come to a point where they don't know what to do with the character mm. anymore. He's, he's he was such a constant that you can't just get rid of him. We probably could have got rid of him, honestly, by this point. But yeah. he's just sort of like the. We need someone to say something wacky at the school. Let's just give it to Willie. There's, yes. There aren't many... There aren't many Kramers. Yeah. How many Kramers does The Simpsons have? Yeah, but it's almost like the show now. A lot of the time, a lot not all the time, but a lot of the time, it feels like they write jokes and then just assign it to a character as opposed to writing a joke that a character would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels just like, right, who can say this? So they, yeah, they reverse engineered it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've come up with this one-liner. It fits here. Yeah. yeah. Now, which character? Uh, just give it to Lenny. It doesn't matter. You know. Yes. Yeah, anyway, shall but- we say Mo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bart has to catch up. Bart has to catch up. Dad, he's deaf. Oh, sorry. Right. Bart passed the corn. Bart passed the corn. <sighs> I think you should stay home from school tomorrow. But mom, tomorrow's the big donkey basketball game. The kids are going to play the teachers. Donkey basketball? Now I've heard everything. Unlike you! Ha ha! Ha ha! Oh, everybody remember that from when his hearing comes back. I liked this. I hope this, this felt like old school Simpsons. Bart passed the ketchup. Bart passed the ketchup. Daddy's deaf. Oh, yeah, right. Bart passed the corn. Bart passed the corn! I, I, I liked that. I thought it was quite good. And Marge says, maybe you should stay home from school. She's using the little Etch-a-Sketch thing. And Bart says, no, I can't because you know that's tomorrow's the donkey basketball game, which are apparently a thing. Not made up. The, 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 the teachers walking on donkeys. Apparently, it's a thing. Uh, it's kids versus teachers in a in a basketball game, and then we get your favorite line of the. Now I've heard everything. Unlike you, <laughs> it's a dad joke. <laughs> it is. It speaks to something very immature in me. Yeah. <laughs> That's remember that for when his hearing comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you'll say something. Yeah, that invites that kind of punch, and then you just deliver the punchline in the most broad fashion. It's a very similar to like that's what she said. Well, very much. So. <laughs> We're now at the game. The teachers all enter on their on their donkeys. I'm sure Mule enjoy it. I didn't mind that play on words there. <laughs> oh, tough crowd. Always, always, always love you know someone responding to just crickets with mm, tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> It's, 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 it's like, pl- it's like, no, your material just sucks. It's like, oh boy, the Cerny crowd. It's like, yeah. no, no, you should have brought your A game. Yeah. Oh no, shit act. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um, what's the uh, South Park? Oh, what, what a wonderful audience. What, 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 what a great crowd. <laughs> yeah, what, what a great audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, so, so funny. Anyway, I'm looking forward to when we finally get him on the Going Down to South Park podcast, also available Ooh. on the Four Finger Discount Network. We just finished our review of the season one finale, Cartman's Mum is a Dirty S-L-U-T. We won't say it here on Four Figure Discount. Very PG on this show. Although I do say uh, fuck a lot. Cartman's Mum is a Dirty Slut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, let's pronounce it the Ikea fashion. Cartman's Mum is a Dirty Slut. But uh, Bart teases the donkey with a carrot. It eats his shorts. And he unfortunately, by accident, moons the banner. I'm just like, why is he remaining bent over with his pants down? He's just deaf. He's not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. See, again, in... In terms of direction, this could have been done like it all sort of happens in slow motion to give the impressions like, I mean, because no one expects their shorts to get ripped off by a donkey. Just have Bart right? accidentally burn the flag. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, how many how many games of AFL have we seen recently where, you know, some player ends up with their ass hanging out due to a high tackle or no, a low tackle? Low tackle, My yeah, apologies. Yeah. yeah. So there are uh, many other ways you could do this without. <laughs> Yeah, inviting comments from snarky bastards like saying, "Why'd they do it this way?" <laughs> but he, uh, I think it's Martin takes the photo for the um for the school paper. Everyone's outraged, and then Willie, because he's deaf, has to lip read. He thinks the donkey says something about his mother. Fights the donkey. We come back, and Skinner is appalled by the behaviour, 
as both both as a principal and a veteran of our only losing war to date. And I was like, ah, here, here it begins. Here it begins. <laughs> the, the political... It was very... No, it was Bush was in power at this point, wasn't he? So it was, there was the, the yes. war in Iraq. It was just on the, it was on the tip of everyone's tongue, wasn't it? It was just a lot of satire for like Saturday Night Live and shows like that was all based around the war in Iraq and how much of an, an idiot George Bush was. And the, the Simpsons don't shy away from which side they sit on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Your child's behavior appalls me, not just as a principal, but as a veteran of America's only losing war. To date. I swear, Bart didn't know what he was doing. He was deaf. Oh, sure, Marge. Just like blind Bart, wheelchair Bart, pregnant Bart, and my personal favorite, railroad spike through head Bart. <laughs> Kids love trains. I want to see pregnant Bart. Like, what? What, <laughs> what, 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 what was I the story there? The, I love that the belly was just so obvious. Yeah, you could yeah. See the straps of it. And kind of, <laughs> but that, that kind of stuff reminds me of when Bart was just a larrikin. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. And, and, and also, yeah, I mean, it feels like there's a lot of extraneous stuff in this episode. You could easily have like a 10-second cutaway to Bart sort of waddling down the hall and, oh, my ankles are swollen. My water broke. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little water balloon, you know. Yeah. The water breaks and then a water balloon sort of falls out. Like, yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought that might be kind of funny, as opposed to some of this other stuff that was in this that wasn't funny. The bullies are now beating up Bart for mooning the flag, call him a traitor, an Iraqi. As I said, like it's, it's, it's so 2004. Iraqi, I think they calls him, someone calls him Saddam at some point. I think but, so, yeah. yeah. And he's like, they're like, I thought we weren't afraid. I thought we were afraid of this guy. Yeah, we're complex. We're now at the newspaper, and who can take a story and blow it way out of proportion? How many times <laughs> have you said that at the paper? Daily. <laughs> I want to overhype so much that the New York Post looks like the New York Times. Or the other way around. I forget which one's the good one is. Which one is the good one, Guy Davis? The Times is apparently the good one. The Times is apparently the good one. What's the difference? Uh, the Times was like a broadsheet, mm-hmm. like the uh, like the Age yep. used to be. Uh, used to be. Post- <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's got... I don't know if there are many broadsheet newspapers nah. anymore. I think in Australia, there's... Um, I think the Australian is still a broadsheet. Okay. But... Yeah, most go down to tabloids. I mean, the Eddie that I used to work for, the Geelong Advertiser, was a broadsheet. And then in 2000, <laughs> coincidentally, when I came on board... <laughs> was it 2000 when they went, okay, yeah. I thought it was way before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the Post has always been a tabloid. I think the Post had one of the great headlines of all time. The Post is always a bit of a muckraker. And, you know, sort of did uh, sleazy crime stories and all that kind of business. But I think it had the headline, uh, Headless Body Found in Topless Bar. <laughs> <laughs> that is just the all-time classic, you know, that's that's the thing that sub-editors just dream of. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like porn for you, right? Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to when someone says, what's the best heading you ever created? I think you may have, I may have asked you this before. What is it? Oh, th- that I ever did? What's the one you're most proud of that you can remember? <laughs> the one that springs to mind, I actually put this up on Facebook the other day. Um, when... Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got married and okay. Meghan Markle's got that all these weird-ass shirt-tail relatives. And one was like a marijuana grower who came up with this strain called Markle Sparkle <laughs> to celebrate the royal wedding. Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, it wasn't a big story, so I only had room for like a one deck, that's one line headline, with like a few words in it. Uh, and my headline was, Weed for Your Highness. Did you just clock off at that point? I've gone home, guys. I was like... <laughs> Just just keep sending me checks, guys. <laughs> Don't even need to come into work anymore. <laughs> just, use this, just use this headline for the next year. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know, the, I know there's a journalist's name on this, but can I put my name on the, on the headline? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty happy with that one. <laughs> but it's no, headless, it's no headless body and topless bar, which remains the fucking apex <laughs> of headlines. <laughs> Our condolences to the to the family of the of the headless body. Of course, yes, and and, and the uh, workers at the topless bar who were no doubt, no doubt traumatized. Mm. We're now at the car wash. At the car wash, oh yeah. And Pooh <laughs> did not come here illegally to see the flag mocked. And then we get your favorite character, Sideshow Mel. Oh dear. <laughs> he, there's the child who bared his bottom to old glory, and the family who applauds the moonery. They just love having Sideshow Mel now to say outlandish shit. Yeah, just say something for the point of saying something. Yeah, true. I did like Largo, though. He hates our country, but he, they love our soapy water. I just love the no, delivery. Of, Largo's just funny. That was good. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I really like Largo. 
It's just they're soapy water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without the mini golf, they basically told her to go home. No one calls me unpatriotic. And he stands on the White House and something else. I think it's Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, okay. And, not Mount Splashmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tiptoes into the car and drives away. He's now at Moe's. <laughs> Driving on. Yeah. Yeah, destroying everything, desecrating all the national monuments along the way. We're now at Moe's, and Homer is given the cold shoulder by everybody. <laughs> I like to dance a little. Oh, cold shoulder, eh? <laughs> like but, the then, but then everything else after this was like, I was like, yeah, this is a bit dumb. Just yeah, talk, having a conversation with himself, then Mo yeah. walks out, and it just yeah, and then just sort of going behind the bar and just drinking all the all the booze. It's like not sure this adds anything. No, it's just pretty much just sort of to show that even his friends have turned on him. I guess yeah. just seems like a stretch. If like if they did something that was like really fucked up, mm. and everyone had a reason to hate them for being unpatriotic, but when, maybe that's maybe that's the point though, Dana. That it's not that it's something that's I guess so. Yeah. So ridiculous and so easily explained away. It's like, of course he didn't, you know. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what John Freak's going with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Because yeah. there was um I don't know if it was in the two thousands, but do you remember that incident with um Roseanne? She sang the national anthem at the baseball and she sang it really off key and you know, she sort of she grabbed her crotch like she was a ba- uh, baseballer and all this kind of stuff. And so many people were like she's discreeting uh, the national anthem. I think she's disrespecting America. Uh, Apologies to my <laughs> our American friends out there who may live in states that have that as an approximation. Of it's like you, you realize it's Roseanne. Yeah, that's kind of her shtick. What did you expect when you got Roseanne to sing the national anthem? <laughs> it mean if Whitney Houston had done that, yeah. then <laughs> rest in peace. Fuck all y'all bitches. Just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she, if you know, if someone with a beautiful voice of an angel had gotten up and then just went, I'll say, can you see? And people would go, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and, 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 and undoubtedly had an issue, had, had an issue to take with it, a bone to pick. Because her Not character a- that she portrayed on television was who she was portraying there. That's correct. Oh, actually, what year was that that she did that? Was it, it would have been during the run of the show, right? I think so. I think, I think it was in the 90s. You know, it, was, it was just one of those shows that I never watched uh, maybe it was just wasn't on at the right times when I was growing up, but I just never, I've never really seen Roseanne. It's never on syndication anywhere. It's t- no, no, it's not. Never one I really got into. And I guess they cancelled it because whenever she came out and she was, was she, was she anti-Obama or something? Oh gosh! No, or, or, or was she transphobic comments? So she got cancelled because they were rebooting the show. Remember, and then they cancelled it. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, let's have a look. The most recent one. That's only a few years old. Roseanne cancelled, yeah. Oh, racist tweet. Okay, it was, it was racist. I, I thought it was something to do with Obama. Um, oh, it might have been about Michelle Obama. Or Yes. Yeah, okay. I think it oh, was. But this this baseball incident was 1990. Okay, yeah, so it was right in the midst of it. Yeah, so it started yeah. in late oh, But 80s. she's always been a bit of a controversy magnet. Yeah, it was. So, so it was Valerie Jarrett, the African-American woman who was a senior uh, advisor to Barack yeah, Obama. Yeah. She said Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Equals VJ. Everyone's like... <gasps> Say the line, Dando. Oh, my. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> do, do the collar tug guy. Yeah. <laughs> she was, um, yeah, she was cancelled for, for obvious reasons. And, and that was the end of the Roseanne reboot. Well, not really, because they still have the show called The Connors. But didn't it, like, last one season? No, it's still going. No shit. I thought it got cancelled. Or I think. Oh, if fuck, it- four seasons. You're right. Hmm. And I think John Goodman's still on it. Well, and- good, good for that, because I love John Goodman. He deserves everything he can get. Indeed. His dance in Coyote Ugly is still one of my favourite dances in the history of television, uh, movies. Absolute American hero, John Goodman. Never given a bad performance. <laughs> Never in his life. But anyway, let's get him back to Bart Mangle Banner. And yeah, so how do we get to that? <laughs> or, the soapy, uh, or the soapy water mini golf? Just, I bet, oh, yeah. Uh, Every, everyone was turning their back on uh, on The Simpsons, on, particularly on Homer. And it's like, uh, you know, you'd have to do something pretty bad. It's like, yeah, like Roseanne did. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we went through all the bad shit that Roseanne did. <laughs> Lisa says she's received a thousand hate spams. Then we get the phone call from what's the TV show called again? Headbutt. Headbutt. It's like headbutt, but also butt head. I'm Nash Caster, and it's time to butt heads. Bart Simpson, what do you hate most about this country? Is it the freedom? Nash, I've realized something. I'm the worst kid in the world, and the last thing I deserve is forgiveness. But with a little help from Jesus and our fighting men and women overseas. All right, so if I hear you correctly, you're saying America is better than Jesus. Do you agree? Ah, before he can answer, do you? 
Well, America's not perfect. So America isn't perfect. Is that why you and your son hate us? If by us you mean loudmouth talk show hosts, which everyone seems to be in this country, then yes, I do hate Americans. <laughs> Wow, Marge, I'm surprised you haven't been run out of town. I'll have you know I am very well liked in Springfield. Well, there you have it. Springfield hates America. Now, coming up after this commercial, I will be talking even louder. Don't miss it! So I just really enjoyed this scene. I, I always like it. It reminded me of when Homer goes on rock bottom. No Homer, mm. no Homer, leave me alone. Mr. Simpson, no! <laughs> <laughs> a sweet, 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 sweet can. <laughs> that is great. That, that's an all-timer. I've never seen that. Uh, and I wish they'd done a little bit more with, with Nash Castor. Mm. It would have been good if they could have got like a, a really belligerent, not to diss the voice actors on The Simpsons, but like well, a do good it live. guest star. Yeah, a good guest star. I mean, yeah, get Bill O'Reilly or someone like that. You know, Alex Jones was probably not doing shit at this stage. but yeah. uh, Or even... It, John Goodman, get the aforementioned John Goodman in. Yeah, he'd do something good with it. But whoever did it, did pretty well. It would have been probably would have been probably Dan. But yeah, I um, I yeah, I really enjoy this a, a lot. But obviously, Bart's trying to. Before they go onto the show, though, I was giving advice on um on what you should and shouldn't do. Just say nothing. Don't rock the boat. Don't even get in the boat. Just buy an ice cream and walk around the pier. And by the way, don't go to the bathroom. They're filthy. So they lost its way there. But it's good advice. Just say nothing. Do not rock the boat. If you go to your workplace, do nothing, say nothing. <laughs> don't don't rock, ruffle any feathers, and you'll be fine. The second you <laughs> let's not go too far in, in, into it, but the second you start showing initiative, that's when they start going, "Hey, hey, 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 get back down a few <laughs> pegs." Well, either that or it was like mm, they're showing initiative. Let's get them to do stuff, <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> uh, Bart says, uh, "You know what should I do? Just talk about boats, and then cry and say you love our country." I do love our country. That's it. Save your lives for the American public. And then they go on the show and he just pushes Marge and pushes Marge to the point where she ends up using the quote, I, well, maybe I do hate America. And everyone's just shocked. And I just loved, I loved the way that all panned out. We then get the news report about patriotic Americans denouncing Springfield and his official spokesman, the Simpsons. They <laughs> announced that December 25th is now what, Mr. Davis? Oh, it's We Hate Springfield. We Day, Hate huh? Springfield Day. Bumping Christmas. I think here is where the show starts to kind of unravel because it just gets too in-your-face politically charged. But anyway, yeah. Americans are being praised overseas in Iraq and places, yeah. and I was like, ah, here we go. The president's pointing warheads. The conventions are pulling out of Springfield, unfortunately, and this is classic Quimby. So, Paprika <laughs> Festival, the Bandana Days, the Adult Video Awards, not the Bonies! <laughs> <laughs> So they changed the name of Springfield to Libertyville, where everything costs seventeen seventy six. And guess he's very happy about that, Luigi. Uh, Luigi is Cookie Kwan, not so much. Not so much, but yeah. But what a fantastical year for pizza by the slice! Charge a money for a pizza by myself, a big new car. What little jingle? He was happy. <laughs> they changed the traffic lights to red, white, and blue, and the Paul. Poor our squeaky voice team gets fucked over here, doesn't he? <laughs> I, did, I did love his. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, felt the crusty giving Mr. Teeny pills was this unnecessary. I was like, the, the joke, him crashing, enough. Yeah. We don't need Mr. Teeny getting drugged up. It's yeah. just, whatever. Marge is then at the Quickie Mart and uh, she finds the homeland noodles with Uncle Sam's balls. <laughs> Thinks that, uh, they're going a bit overboard. But then. Was the world going a bit overboard at this time? Yeah, maybe. <gasps> maybe that's what Geoffrey was going well, for. Well, yeah, was art imitating life or was life imitating art? <laughs> uh, Pooh has renamed his kids now to Freedom, Lincoln, Coke, Pepsi, Manifest Destiny, Apple Pie, Superman. What was the other one? I thought you got all of them. Just Condol- Was it Condole- Condoleezza? Oh, Condoleezza. Condoleezza, yeah. yes, yes, that's right. And they're now called the McGillicuddies. Is the McGillicuddy, is that a... Straight-laced American name, isn't it, McGillicuddy? I thought it was an Irish name, but uh, maybe the Irish got there before uh, uh, the... No, I mean, Bepetalons. The yes. The church is now over-patriotic. They've got the flag even on Jesus. And Lisa's asked to say something. I'd like to say something about the current climate of repression and fear. Sit down, Saddam. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. That's from the First Amendment to the Constitution. 
Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I'm sure your opinion will not go unnoticed. Simpson, you're under arrest for the violation of the Government Knows Best Act. Martha, play something to lighten the mood. I'm eating peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care. Ah! We're now in the re-education centre. Not a prison, the re-education centre. And they're there with all the various left-wing celebrities who have denounced the government, including Michael Moore, Dixie Chicks, Almo, who went to the wrong fundraiser, and Clinton. And he was in there for calling the Republican tax cuts unwise. There's nothing even really that funny from here on in. <laughs> it's just... They go to watch the cartoon in the Ronald Reagan room, and it's the Constitution versus the Bill of Rights. Lisa enjoys it now because this is what she believes in because she's just been brainwashed. Like, it's apparently they've been there for two months. It's just, it's the whole, the Simpsons family have all been taken, including Maggie, to this prison. Re- I'm like, ugh, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, it's going, you can sense, going the, on here. You, you can just sense how tired I was by this point. I was like, oh, okay, well, let's get through this. Let's get through these final few minutes. I looked at the it's, clock it's and I'm so like, far now. I'm like, it's the 18 minute mark and this is happening. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to rush this ending. I know it's going to yeah. be a rushed ending. Yeah, it's like, hey, gonna wrap this up. Yeah. Oh, quick! Oh, quickly! That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they find they come across the last registered Democrat, who was just the dude from the fucking cattle ranch. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's just him. Same voice, same design. You've just mm. whacked him a new name on him. I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah, so he's he says you can sneak out by sneaking out during the talent show. I'm like, well, why hasn't he snuck out if he knows this anyway? Yeah. So. We get to the talent show, and Clinton is trying to put 100 cigarettes in his mouth, which he does successfully, and then the Simpsons perform their pro-USA song, which is a takeoff from America the Beautiful, I believe. I believe so, yes. Yep. So, which was a foreign song. Um, it was. I, I did enjoy Homer and March's odd dance moves at the very end. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just trying to distract it. And they say, you stick around for the encore. Of course, during the encore is when they're sneaking away. And then they realize they're on Alcatraz, well, they don't actually say it, but it's on an island. You can see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. It's the rock. Yes, the rock. And they're about to, um, to they decide, well, they go to swim away. And the guy says, don't shoot them. They're near the seal or something. And then oh, that, the, yeah, the, the that, seal will that eat them. No, that big seal will eat them. That, that, like, no, that, that walrus will eat them, I think he says. And then he's seal. eating a seal. And I was like, why? What is going on? <laughs> I was like, come on. I'm willing to put up with some shit. <laughs> but Just say the walrus will get them. Yeah. like And have... I don't know, but Homer, what is going on? You have Homer. <laughs> what Homer, is this? Homer eating a seal. I'm like, what the? F- who who gave this the green light? This is outrageous. <laughs> but anyway, they, they come across. <laughs> Are you happy, Simpsons? You're broken, Dan. You're bro- <laughs> at this point, I was broken. Uh, so the the, fr- the the French ship arrives and says, "I'll take you to France." And they go to France and. They're enjoying themselves, but then they realise, oh, but you know, it does nothing beats a good old US of A. They had an opportunity for what I thought would be just a nice sort of visual callback here, uh, with Marge just wearing the Chanel suit, mm. the famous pink Chanel suit. It's like, don't telegraph, just show us that she's wearing the Chanel suit. You know, I mean, because the line you gave us like, they're five for a dollar here. It's like you've been watching The Simpsons for fifteen seasons now. You'd probably go, that's the Chanel suit. Yeah. It's it's an Easter egg. People enjoy their Easter eggs. <laughs> Easter egg! We hide them for a reason. <laughs> it reminds me of like Elliot when you play in hide and seek. He's like, where are you going to hide? I'm not telling you. He's like, well, like, I'll be like, <laughs> he'll hide his toys and I have to find them right. And I'll walk in and he'll go, it's behind the TV. And I'm like, don't tell me. <laughs> I like that. It's like, it's like, it's like it's, you can't hold it. It's just too excited. I'm happy that he's team dad as opposed to team toy. Yeah, yeah. It's just um. It's, I, think, it's, I think the toys aren't buying me the nuggets. <laughs> I love that he's now, he's now John Lovitz. <laughs> That's right. Dad, Dad's gonna get me some chicken nuggets <laughs> with sauce. <laughs> with, what sort of does he, is he a sauce boy? What sort of sauce does he like? No, no sauce, just the chippies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If he gets nuggets, he's got to have chips. But he doesn't like sauce. He's not a, he's not a huge fan of sauce. Yeah. Not a dipper. No, not a dipper. Nope. Mm. He's a chippy boy. He loves his chips. Right. Anyway. I'm a honey I'm a honey mustard guy. You're a honey, I do love honey mustard. Or I was introduced about three or four years ago to the ga- garlic aioli. 
Ooh, have you ever nice chips one. dipped in garlic aioli? I have indeed. It is the shit. It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Let's. Oh, that's, that's, it's finished. <laughs> that, that this more, episode is over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> All right. No, they're on the boat. They're coming back into uh, into America. Uh, cue Neil Diamond. Great song. Come into America. Do you think they got the Neil Diamond song in just to make you think that it ended in a positive note? Because everyone everyone loves that song. That's true. Except then they cut it off halfway through. And just yeah, that's true. But um, Neil Diamond, what a national treasure that man is. What a... The aptly named Neil Diamond, because he's a gem. He certainly is. But that has been Bart Mangle Banner, an episode <laughs> that I... Um, yeah, I enjoyed the first half. And then it's so, just fucking... I don't know what happened. <laughs> sometimes, when we review an episode, I will start off like... I don't know if this was that good. And then by the end of it, I'll end up kind of enjoying it. <laughs> With this episode, I was like, oh, this wasn't too bad, to use our favourite line. By the end of it, I'm like, don't know if this was all that good. The, 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 the first act the first act in a bit was fine. I didn't mind it. Mm. It just when it... I don't know. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> a, a, a good idea, both for all times, and specifically for this time in American history, back in 2004, but poorly executed, I'm going to say. What do we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? That the American flag partied on the moon. It certainly did, yeah. I learned that when you're writing a Simpsons episode, come up with a <laughs> beginning, middle, and end before you start. <laughs> so that when you get to the 18-minute mark, you don't go, fuck, we're Alcatraz. What are we going to do now? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, my. <laughs> and we've got to finish by 5 o'clock. That's how things work now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Quick, something, go to France. Then what? I don't know. Go back to America. <laughs> Someone get Neil Diamond on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This episode could have been saved if they had Neil Diamond playing that live on the Statue of Liberty, welcoming people into yeah. the country. <laughs> You're coming to America. Oh, yeah. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can completely salvage the episode, but it'd be like, It'd be in keeping with the kind of wackiness. Wackiness, yeah, yeah. From this day forward, your name shall be... It is now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. The second last one of the season. And it's very tight here in the leaderboard, which currently stands at this. In first position, we have a new leader. It's Luke McKay on 18 points. In second position, Nora Coker on 16 points. And in third position, Philip J. Hawkins, the Hawkman, on 15 points. Take it away, Mr. Davis. Right, uh, let's just get right to it. Mm-hmm. Keep it very brief, and uh, we're not going to fancy it up. No. One point for one person. One point. The person who gave us the right to bear ass. Ooh, good title there from the one and the only D.L. Gorman. D.L. D.L. has returned. D.L. is now on 14 points. Well done, D.L. Oh, the real deal. Uh, two points go to Alcatraz. Uh, two points. This is very exciting. She's back. It's Nora Coker. What? What? <laughs> so Nora Coker is now uh, in first position, equal with Luke McKay, who was on 18 points. What? Holy moly. <laughs> this is so exciting. It's so tight here on the leaderboard, which means now that uh, we've got Luke McKay and Nora Coker on 18 points, and we've got... Uh, Philip J. Hawkins on 15 points and DL on 14. Wow, DL's now at number three. What, so what, who's, who's going to get the three points? We've got two people now. It, it's the final round next week, and we have two people on equal points in first position. <laughs> That's very exciting. I know you think that we're, you know, sneaking dirty no, peeks at not at, at all. At <laughs> not doing that. Not at all. This is all 100% natural, just <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just like my favourite porn star. <laughs> <laughs> But who's got the three points for this week? Okay, three points mm. goes to Call of Booty. Oh, shit. Guess what's happened? What? <laughs> three points goes to Philip J. Hawkins, which means we have a three-way tie in first position. <laughs> You're shitting me. No, not at all. What? <laughs> Philip J. Hawkins, Nora Coco, Luke McKay, all on 18 points. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> guy, guy is we're not, making, we're not making any of this up. <laughs> no. 
I thought I thought I had to explain that we're not making any of this up before the two-way leadership. Now it's a three-way leadership. And it's a it's a three-way. Honest to the, God. The this, best kind. Honest to God, this was not set up. I promise you people. I promise you. We did you. not set this up. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> This is this is great. This is awesome. So going into the final round next week, oh, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> oh man, oh, oh, this is where Garota Harrell comes in, kicking down the door like "fuck you guys," coming in like Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> Make way for Garode. But uh, so all all on eighteen points: Luke McKay, Nora Coco, and Philip J Hawkins. Wow, that's that's so incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and D.L. Gorman's now in second position on 14 points. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, man. Well played to everyone who has uh, contributed this season. I'm very excited to see who finally wins next week. I love that we're going to the final round and we literally don't know who's going to win. Yeah. Because normally it's just I like, know. oh, well, we already know who's going to win, but you can go for the wild card draw. We legitimately don't know who's going to win this year. It's uh, on this season. It's amazing. <laughs> It's so wild. <laughs> I, can't, I literally can't wait for next week. All right. So that is the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Remember, if you want to be a part of it, just going to be a four-figure discount patron. But for now, Mr. Davis, let's get into some mailbag. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh. All right. So first question here comes from Mark Boston Burgess. If you were forced to be deported, which country would you choose to go to? A Caribbean-esque country. Yes, I'm, I'm I'm sort of torn because right now in Australia, we're in the middle of winter and I think we've had people on the patrons page or on the Facebook page saying, a lot of you guys in Australia are moaning about the cold. It's not that cold. It's, tw- it's, it's 12. F- <laughs> it feels cold <laughs> to us. I mean, if, you know, you're, if I- you like Australia and you want to live in Australia, you can just be deported to New Zealand. It's pretty much just Australia. Essentially, yes. But <laughs> if you were an American, that would be like being exported to Canada. <laughs> um, I mean, Australia and New Zealand had their differences, but it just I remember going to New Zealand and I was like, this feels the most like Australia. It does, yes. And very nice over there. They've got nothing against New Zealand. I wouldn't mind. Um, would I want to be deported there? Probably not. I just want somewhere, somewhere but... where the food's delicious and the water's clear. As I said, the lovely Louise and I had our first holiday together in Bali. I've got lovely memories of the place. So maybe, or but or somewhere like Scandinavian, somewhere with fjords and mountain ranges and all that kind of business. One yeah. of my friends went to Sweden recently and he's like, I was just driving around and I was just like, <laughs> you know, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm looking one way and there's like this picturesque valley. And the other side is like this picturesque just like cliffs with water and stuff. And he's like, okay, Sweden, we get it. You're fucking beautiful. Can you just, <laughs> can you just lay off? <laughs> like I, was, I was jealous of Sweden driving through. I'm like, Sweden, we get it. You pompous prick. <laughs> Stop showing off. Exactly. All right, so Guy Davis is in a rush here, guys. So we've got one more question, and then he has to go. Uh, Tented lovely Louise. I just made that up. <laughs> he has to do something soon. Uh, so final question here. Talia Enriquez says, Why do you think donkeys seem to be the animal of choice for mayhem for the riders? It was Homer's conspirator in Jaws Wired Shut, and he got kicked by the Amish donkey. There was also the rude French donkey, Maurice, who stole Bart's hat. I think it's because... I mean. People have a healthy respect for horses because, you know, imagine getting kicked or even bitten by a horse. And donkeys seem like the meth-addled version, not too bright, meth-addled version of horses. They will, you know, you look at a horse like, oh, you're kind of noble. And I get the feeling that you respect me if I respect you. Whereas donkey's just like, I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, some, like some drunk at a pub is like, think you're better than me? It's like, I'm better than you. You're a donkey. <laughs> Having said that, um, have you ever seen the video, like the little viral video of like, there's this little girl who raised a donkey ever since it was a foal mm. and she goes back to visit it and the donkey, I mean, their phrasing is like, oh, this donkey's so happy to see uh, the little girl and the donkey just is walking up to going, yeah. and then sort of laying its head on her shoulder. Oh. Is it the cutest thing ever? It's it's very cute, but at the same time, the t- I'd be a little intimidated by this donkey sort of going, like it's, I'm sure it's saying, I love you, but it's also Don't like, leave. yeah, but then it puts the head on the shoulder and so it's terribly, terribly sweet. Yeah. I'm a big chump, I'm a, a big chump for animal videos like that, but that's my, my theory that uh, donkeys are <laughs> less noble, less rational horses. <laughs> less rational horses. <laughs> no sense of reason. Yeah, you can't reason with a donkey unless you've got like a like a nice fat carrot or a carrot. Yes, hanging out of your pants, and off. even then, it'll just rip your pants off. <laughs> Which, <laughs> in, so, in some societies, a positive. 
in some societies, it's a mating ritual. <laughs> wave, wave that carrot. So this has been our review of Bart Mangled Banner. Hope you guys enjoyed it more than we did watching that final act of the episode. But hey, what are you going to do? We had fun discussing it. And I think we uh, managed to get uh, an hour and change um, worth of uh, halfway decent material out of it. Although yeah. I think we can thank the uh, the new name challenge for that. Wow! <laughs> Next week is the finale of season 15. It is Fraudcast News. I have no idea what it's about by the title, but I'm sure I would have watched it. I was still watching The Simpsons by this point, but I just can't remember them all that often. But yeah, Fraudcast News is the season finale. So if you want to get the one last chance to get into the Guy Davis New Name Championship, get onto mm-hmm. the leaderboard and go into the wildcard draw. It'll all be drawn next uh, next episode, next week for Fraudcast News. So go to patreon.com slash discount. Also, guys, please do not... Uh, forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy this podcast. And just write in, simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. If you have a message for us or just a question, anything you'd like to ask us or just you just want to send us anything at all, it's simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from each and every one of you. As I said, rate and review us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FourFingerPod, on Twitter at FourFingerDiscount on Instagram. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible listeners out there? Not the bonies! Shh.